Welcome to Lives of Pitch, the podcast where we pitch the best films that'll never get made. I'm Matt Turner. And I'm Tom McGrath. And the game goes like this. We asked you, our devoted listeners, to come up with titles that you'd like to hear us pitch. We then collaborate, coming up with story points, casting, and even marketing strategies. Without further ado, this week's title is... Insufficient Freedom. <laughs> Can you tell maybe what maybe the genre is this week, listeners? It's uh, insufficient freedom. Insufficient freedom. It's just me and Tom this week. Yeah, doing some uh, cyberpunk pitching. We're just two cyberpunks, two cyber boys getting on with pitching some films that will never get made. Don't. So insufficient freedom. Who was that given to us by? Uh, that was from Patrick Lickman. Um, friend of the show. And friend of the show. Regular guest of the show and my co-host on the Treehouse podcast. Oh. Treehouse Board Games podcast. Um, you can go over there and check that out if you're into uh, board games and uh, potentially the cafe that I work at. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a good, it's a good cafe and a good podcast. It's like... I've, I've not heard it yet, but <laughs> judging on who's on it, very good quality podcast. It's like 35 minutes of your life. Go and check it out. Yeah. So, Patrick Lehman, thank you for your, your title of uh, Insufficient Freedom. Insufficient Freedom. Insufficient Freedom. Yeah, insufficient Freedom. Um, like, I feel like the, the, the robot can't pronounce Insufficient Freedom in this film, but we'll find out later. Um, <laughs> should we move on to some, some honourable... In, sorry. Insufficient Freedom. <laughs> freedom, yeah. It's got to be Freedom. Like in the, in, the, in invaders in um, <laughs> insufficient freedom. So uh, let's get onto some honourable mentions. We're gonna hack into the mainframe of Twitter and Facebook to get some honourable mentions. Yep. This is the part of the show where we get the other titles that were given to us and just pitch those as well. We do them real quick because mm. they're not our main one, but we do appreciate them, and they all came from Twitter at Lives of Pitch Show and on Facebook dot com forward slash live to pitch podcast so if you want to give uh, give us some titles for the future you go there and thank you everyone who did including mr cam jackson we've got digitized rain digitized rain digitized rain zip zip lip plop i am sending down the digitized rain Ooh. for our highly uh, terraformed world i'm thinking that's exactly what i'm thinking i'm thinking this is a film not unlike Jared Butler's last film where they've controlled the weather across the world. What was Jared Butler's last film called? I can't remember what it was called. Ah. I, it was called Storm or something um, like that. Big Storm. Big, big, big Jared Butler bad storm. Big rain. storm satellites in the sky. I'm pretty sure it was Jared Butler in it. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I can't I don't know. fucking remember. I'll fucking know. I've never heard of the damn bloke. Geostorm. That's the one. Geostorm. Geostorm. It's Gerard Butler and he's in Geostorm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of like that. But we have digitally removed the need for rain because the earth has gone dry. Right. But much like Egypt in the mid 1900s basically making the desert green yeah this corporation has controlled like basically all the vegetation across the earth right. and it all runs on one perfect computer system 
Okay. And I think someone comes back from like a colony or something because they're being treated terribly. It's Jodie Whittaker. Jodie Whittaker is being like her and her friends, her and her companions have caused a lot of uprisings on this colony because of like the way Earth treats all the colonies basically. Yeah. And she comes back and basically wants to shut down the system the system okay how come because all the colonies are obviously terraformed and they've got all their own weather problems and stuff like that and she's like i want to let them live like we live in hell kind of thing okay uh just vengeance basically and so yeah she's off to do that and basically while she's the main protagonist. I'm going to do the Blade Runner here and so we focus on someone else. There's no way, no down. how. I'm going to let these these bloody fat cats in, on Earth <laughs> get away with having free food and and water to drink. Maybe if they see some scarcity, they'll believe us when we, when we say we need more supplies. We're going to bring Earth to its knees. Yeah, I bet. Oh man, that's it. I bet um, that the, the it's all run by this perfect system. Mm. Uh, by um, Benedict Cumberbatch is like the the overlord of this thing, mm. and they're all like you know these philosophers, yeah. right? These these coders, technologists, and philosophers, and they all look kind of Benedict Cumberbatchy. We we choose people who are very sort of like <laughs> lanky and don't look human. And um, yeah, we just get Benedict Cumberbatch, clone him, but change bits. Yeah, little bits and bobs. Yeah. Um, so I think Benedict Cumberbatch, Mads Mikkelsen, you know, just people who don't look human. Um, mm. And uh, Matt Smith, like that sort of thing. And <laughs> Matt Baker, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah why not? Um, from Blue Peter. Yeah, Matt Baker from Blue Peter. Yeah. Why not? Um, so anyway, these these people they're they're all stood around in their like long robes and stuff, and they're sort of like <laughs> uh, they're all like um, uh, we we continue we are continually re- receiving this is uh, Matt Baker yeah. um, we're continually receiving uh, word from our colonies that the the system isn't working and that they need extra food supplies from from Earth and uh, then Benedict Cumberbatch looks down and says, uh, do they think? That uh, their their system will become self uh, self sustaining if they continually take resources from Earth. This is a perfect system. Theirs should be a perfect system. Yeah. We have designed them all, and they work perfectly. Tell them that that they are they are functioning it wrong, and and continue. And they've got this kind of ivory tower type yeah, thing. Yeah. They're doing everything in like these this philosophical terms, not thinking about anyone mm. who is uh, who's actually there. Jodie Whittaker comes comes back and yeah. is like, they're not listening to me. It's time to show them some reality. So I'm thinking one of Jodie Whittaker's friends sort of breaks off from the group and starts just... I think uh, they're in... They start a terrorist plot. Right. Uh, which is where... Um, I was about to say Homer Simpson. Uh, Homer Simpson, uh, played by Jared Butler... <laughs> Homer Simpson just like painted yellow or no 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 his name is his Homer name Simpson. Simpson but it's, yeah, yeah. It, it bears no relevance because it was so far in the future that yeah, everyone's yeah. forgotten who the yeah, Simpsons are everyone, everyone's I mean quite a lot of people have forgotten who the Simpsons are anyway <laughs> by now um it's <laughs> homie 
<laughs> that's just a, a so just a, just a reminder <laughs> so many people listening will have no idea what you're talking about just a reminder unless you've forgotten <laughs> what was what was that again matt <laughs> homie is that meant to be homer the or? simpsons <laughs> the simpsons it's collectively the simpsons. okay right. oh no boy the Pillsbury doll boy um, and uh, <laughs> eat my <laughs> eat your what <laughs> that's the catchphrase that's the catchphrase I, I, I wish I could do this straight faced <laughs> I've forgotten the Simpsons I, I don't even know what they are anymore oh and uh, and uh, of course the, the inspirational uh, suck 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 that's you just ticking off all the episodes post season eight. Um, and then bang. Jared Butler, Homer Simpson, is part of a counter-terrorist organization yeah. owned by Benedict Cumberbatch's yeah, yeah, company. He's yeah. um, part of the people who fix the system when it goes wrong and yeah. they have absolute impunity. Yeah. They can just make people disappear. They will just laser people and they turn to dust and stuff. Mm. Um, they're, they're big beanies. What I've essentially pitched here is Blade Runner, but without the empathy. Yeah. It's just, it's just he's hunting down this terrorist group. He gets, he meets Jodie Whittaker at the end. And instead of like a speech on humanity, she just like, no, no, I just wanted Earth to, to be like us, really. Nowhere, uh, no how. I think, I think, no, I think um, he manages to talk around. Like he, he yeah. foils her plot. But in doing so, he finds, like, all the stuff that she'd set up to come up. Like, yeah. um, so, uh, that's a very strange thing to say. Um, uh, she, she, like, set all these explosives and stuff. Mm. But also, she set, like, a hack. Uh, maybe she hasn't set explosives. She set this whole program to go to balls up the system to ruin it mm. but also bring up in front of them all the pictures of all the deaths and stuff to starving children yeah. on the colonies and so oh, he sees cool. these and he, he goes oh bloody hell ah oh, bloody fucking right, hell mate right. I'm bloody Homer Simpson I was I meant think, to be doing good I think there should be a meeting between Jared Butler and Benedict Cumberbatch where Benedict Cumberbatch says outright he doesn't give a shit about the colonies as long as they just keep on working mm. uh and so, like, Jared Butler's... Uh, yeah, what, the line is, um, Earth is a perfect system. A perfect system, subsidised... Uh, like, a perfect system only works when it has uh, things feeding into it from the colonies. Oh, uh, what's, what's the line? There's a line from the new Blade Runner movie where it's like, uh, every ju- every leap of civilization has been built on the back of an expendable workforce. Yeah. <laughs> These are... <laughs> basically, he's treating everyone on the colonies. They're not replicants. Or robots or anything. They're just people. He considers it to be a perfect system. Yeah. Because it's able to harvest the colonies. Yeah. Workforce sort of thing. Yeah. And so, basically, he's got... got, Jared Butler's got that recorded. Yeah. And I think it it all comes down to a... Wait, if if there's going to be a a, a big conference (laughs) where where the video at the back starts coming up, then we need a couple of things. Yeah. Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. And Willem (laughs) Dafoe. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we've got... Willem Dafoe is in the movie somewhere. Yeah. You know this. He's the big face of the corporation. I mean, he doesn't look that human either. No, no. Yeah, basically... Every now and then, you just get Willem Dafoe's face on a giant screen. <laughs> just look, in... look, looking down and saying, ah, you live in a perfect system, and you know why? 
because of these guys. Why are we wasting this on an honorable mention? <laughs> I don't, this is beautiful. But no, um, so yeah, it all comes to a head where Jodie Whittaker and Jared Butler have decided to bring down this corporation and not destroy the world. Yeah. And so they've got... Basically, Benedict Cumberbatch has invited a lot of people to a party for some reason. And to they get they get the off. footage played on a big TV show to show TV off the screen. foiling of the terrorist attack, right? Yeah, yeah. He's foiled Jodie Whittaker, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he stopped the. That's a good. That's a good call. So yeah, I think Jodie Whittaker ends up playing a load of footage. Yeah. On on the screen because she's about to be made an example of. Yeah. Uh, on in Willem Dafoe's broadcast. Yes, uh, Willem Dafoe is like the the media head yeah. of, of this world, and so I'll tell you what I know. <laughs> You're all under a complete perfect system. Did you, we have digitized rain? <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot the name. <laughs> of so, um, yeah, basically, Jared Butler plays. The footage, oh, the the sound of Benedict Cumberbatch talking about the colonies and whatever, and while the footage plays of all these people dying and stuff, and I don't know why the people at the party would care really, but I think because I think... It, because it's like a I don't know we've just stopped this terrorist attack sort yeah. of thing. Oh, I think then she should leak the code to stop the system. Yeah, uh, so that. They're held under under the thumb of everyone else. Yeah, kind of thing. Well, nobody. Yeah, this is the thing. Everyone thinks that oh, like the 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 colonies are being lazy yeah. that they haven't sorted their own system. Mm. But we've got now footage of Benedict Cumberbatch saying like, "We are, this our system Earth only works because we we harvest the colonies." Yeah. Well, I think the the power of having Earth, uh, sort of all vegetized and stuff like that yeah. is given then to the leaders of the colonies yeah so that they've got power over earth and earth's got power over it so it's like a weird power shift and dynamic and okay stuff. right so yeah that's uh digitized rain okay i was i was for some reason i was expecting that to go like it would end with jared butler and um jody whittaker stealing a giant truck of supplies from earth but that doesn't make a great deal of sense. <laughs> no. To be a, honest, mine my ending doesn't even <laughs> Maybe both happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It ends with them in a in in a truck. Right, driving through A space truck. A space truck, but driving across the Nevada desert <laughs> with a load of frozen peas. <laughs> We're gonna get these peas to the colonies one way or another. They're not gonna stop us. No way, no how. <laughs> So yeah, that's digitized rain. Digitized rain. All right. Um, next up from Phil Walters, we've got Robin H zero zero D dot exe. <laughs> so Robin Hood. Yes. Dot exe. Uh, Robin Hood. Ah. Oh. Running program. Robin Hood. Robin Hood, the original cyberpunk story. <laughs> I mean, have you seen the new film trailer? It does look kind of cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, it's. Cyberpunk, but medieval apparently. Yeah, I mean, they. I'm. I'm pretty sure, and I will be. I'll be willing to leave this in the episode, or willing to let you leave this in the episode. <laughs> um, uh, if this is wrong completely, when when we eventually see it. Mm. But 
I'm pretty we, sure. We won't be seeing it. No, I, I will. I'm going to go and see it. I'm going to go and see it. Look, crap. Um, I reckon that they've got crossbows that you reload by putting a new clip in. <laughs> I, I think they have. I think that was very much part of the trailer. I'm not sure that that's like a part of the trailer, but yeah. it certainly fucking looks like it. <laughs> I think, yeah, I like it would be a stupid move. Mm. In fact, a lot of the style decisions in that film are stupid moves. Who's it by? It, it looks like, right? You it know looks how like a Guy Ritchie film. That, that's what I was thinking because I was looking at. I was th- when I watched the trailer for stuff, something like that. Yeah, I think is this in any, any way related to Guy Ritchie's <laughs> King Arthur movie? Right. Yeah, because they do look very similar yeah like that and the whole cinematic universes thing that's going on yeah i'm thinking like that would be a really good do we want a sort of green street gangs of merlin it'd be <laughs> yeah, it'd be weird right yeah it right weird. you start right with this cinematic universe yeah right where do you go from here because this is a right. This is the main pitch for this film I'm doing now. This is not just talking about the Robin Hood movie yeah, anymore. No, no. This is the cinematic universe. So what we're saying is Robin H00D.exe yeah. is um, the Iron Man of the British futurism, British uh, legend, futuri- futuristic legends, <laughs> uh, cinematic universe. Yeah, the BFLCU. <laughs> Cut to darkened skyline yeah. of Nottingham. Yeah, sure. So instead of a forest, he's got a jungle of concrete. Yep, yep. And he's Robin Hood. But we do the whole Kevin Costner thing of he comes back from like a, a war on the moon or okay. something. Yeah, yeah. Like the like, corporation like... wars on yeah. the moon or something like that. And like he thinks he's going to be welcomed back to the, the underworld right. in open arms, but finds that the corporations uh, run by what's his name? Oh, I think Ben he, I think he's a, he's kind of he was he owned a company. Yeah. Before he went out to fight in the uh, thing. Well, this is the he thing. He left it with his brother or whatever. Yeah. And then his brother's dead. Yes. And his business has been taken over by the corporation owned by Ben Mendelsohn. But Ben Mendelsohn. Sheriff Inc. Yep. Yeah, it's... Sheriff of Not Inc. Um. <laughs> of Not Inc. <laughs> Sheriff of Not Inc. Um. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I'm thinking we get that whole... It's it's essentially Robin H-O-O-D. Yeah. Dot E-X-E is like... I think he runs a program... Like, it's all about his sort of uprising as he takes over the the cyberpunk thing in nottingham if he goes to the building of a place he's mm. able to like fire in with his like super there's a specific like he's a physical bow right mm. um but he's able to fire it into like uh computer mainframe things through yes. walls and oh. it downloads like credits mm. and sends them to the people uh, to send them back to clients and stuff so he goes yeah. to it goes to like banks and stuff and like fires it in and then it, it sort of like uh increases like erases debts and stuff yeah yeah uh, he's, the wage uh, slaves he's 
mining cryptocurrency from the rich and giving it to the poor. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, also in this uh, cinematic universe, yeah. um, uh, like it'd be like we've got. Well, we've got Pendragon Inc. Yeah. So you've got Arthur's uh, Arthur's company just mentioned <laughs> off in the background somewhere. Uh, you've got who else is British legends? Deck Turpin. Deckard Turpin. The information superhighwayman. <laughs> um, yep, we do a film, um, uh, Jack the Hacker. Jack the Hacker. Jack the CD DVD ripper. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes, but Holmes spelled with a zero one. <laughs> And he's, uh, he's a he's a crime solving robot uh, played by Anthony Daniels. Cyberlock Holmes. Cyberlock Holmes. <laughs> he'd be like like uh, he'd be like a <laughs> cyber warlock. Yes. He's like he controls. He he sees the the variables in very in systems and can control them. He can make like uh, capacitors explode from streetlights and blind people and stuff. Um, and Watson's just a bloke. Yeah, still. He's yeah. Just a bloke. It's a, no, it's a lady in this one because it's different. Yeah, uh, um, we've got we've got Arthur's Incorporated. Yeah, uh, which has a very sort of Doctor Strange love board of the Round Table. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and then finally, I think we've got. Um, we'll go with uh, Gorilla Forks. <laughs> Guy Forks. Yeah, Gorilla Forks. Guy Forks is in the underground resistance movement that Robin Hood sets up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's in the. Yeah. It's just the extended. <laughs> it's the ended, extended British legends cinematic universe. Yeah, we could we could go on for days with these. We've got. Uh, I've got no more. So yeah. uh, maybe we couldn't. I'm trying, I'm trying to think. <laughs> There's no more. That was all of Britain. Merlin. People. I mean, Merlin's more of a There's part of the thing. I think could Merlin, do a spin-off though. Merlin could be like the head of Pendragon Inc. before Arthur comes on the scene. He's the one that has to die so that Arthur takes over the company. Quite kind possibly, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, other than that, I don't know. I don't know what we got. <laughs> Doctor the, Who. The Beatles. <laughs> The Beatles are there. <laughs> Doctor Who. Yeah. You Harry know. Potter. <laughs> Yo, done. <laughs> right. Let's get go go get pizza. Um, <laughs> that's the writers meeting concluded. Right. Um. So well, that's all about on honourable mentions. Honourable mentions. Honourable mentions. So thank you everyone for all of those good response this week. Very, very good. Uh, and of course, if you want to get yours in for next week, then you can always go to Life's a Pitch Show on Twitter or facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast on the Facebook uh, to give us your titles there. Uh, we will ask for a genre each week and you can just, uh, you can take that as inspiration or you can just send us whatever you want. Uh, okay, so it's time for us to move on to the main pitch. The main pitch. Again, from uh, Patrick Lickman, we've got Insufficient Freedom. Insufficient freedom. Insufficient freedom. Insufficient freedom. Insufficient freedom. Insufficient freedom. Okay, we need to stop saying it. I'm my my circuits are breaking because they have insufficient freedom. So, what do you think 
when you think insufficient freedom? I think of a, of a kind of wall-gated community. Okay. Okay. A world in which everything is perfect. Okay. Everything is provided for. Very suburban life type stuff. Mm. Except that whenever you get too far afield, you're stopped by a kind of a big dome laser wall. Okay. And you can't go any further. The, the point being that like at, at some point, Mm. A government enacted that humans, when in a bigger society, do things like Brexit, right? <laughs> they just, they when they yeah. have control over themselves mm. in a bigger society... So this is a future where communities have just been isolated and grown smaller, but they can't have any effect on each other. Exactly, yeah. There are these kind of robot guardians, essentially, mm. that, that deal with <laughs> each and every individual community I as like and that. when. Yeah. In these little... And, and you kind of... Uh, I think we it's got a kind of Truman Show vibe. Yes. But on a smaller scale. I'm thinking, like, there is just, like, a, a scene of exposition at the beginning telling us all this. Where, I, think, like, I think we start... Truman Show esque. Yeah, we give it. We make, keep it very vague at the start. Yeah, oh, but okay, cool. we have a child who runs too far into the woods or whatever. Yeah, and he bounces off a uh, the dome. I don't know. I I quite like the idea of him just getting zapped by a giant robot. <laughs> <laughs> like like uh, the play. Like these kids are playing in like a suburban. Like think of the film like Suburbicon or something like that. You know where it's just sort of very uh, white picket fence. And stuff like plenty of land. Everyone's in bungalows. And let's stuff. let's do it this way. Yeah. I'm absolutely on on board with that. That yeah. aesthetic is exactly what I was going for. Mm-hmm. Sort of fifties looking yep. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, except better technology. People, if someone falls over and scrapes their knee, we'll get there. But like, it's kind of Starship Troopers. You can just put like a, a patch on it and it'll be yeah, healed. Yeah. But key to this, they have like robot nurses and doctors and stuff yeah, yeah. that will just fix you think of the fallout aesthetic yeah yeah that yeah. kind of thing like slightly less like troubling uh, we, could, we could probably make it like yeah yeah all right so um but like we don't show any of the robots in this opening scene where where this re- the reason we will get there yeah is because um this kid chases this ball into the woods yeah uh, or like the the scrubland at the bottom of the garden or whatever it is mm. um He's he he runs in there, bounces off the the dome like you always do. Yeah. Right. This this laser kind of dome st- sort of thing, mm. and then realizes that there's a a kind of in the root structure of these like trees and stuff. Yeah. One of the things is like prized a bit of the dome under, so he starts <gasps> trying to like reach out of the the dome and sort of like yeah. oh what's over there? Because I don't know maybe his balls run th- gone through it or maybe he's just like he just wants to find something that's on the other side. Yeah. Right. He wants to have a look at it. Uh, maybe it's like a, a part, a, a robot part, because he's really into robotics. He's really into science, that sort of thing. Or a creature. Maybe, uh, is it, yeah, a bird. Yeah. The bird on the other side, and he's like, oh, come here, I'm really into biology. Mm. Uh, come here. And the bird, like, he's got his arm through, bird flaps away, yeah. and then suddenly, like, this giant spider robot comes <laughs> down and goes, like, uh, uh, un- unwarranted access to exterior and then this giant laser drill just burns off this kid's arm <laughs> no I think yes it, I think it just eviscerates the kid no because then we can get yeah. the, the kid to in, into the the, the, the location uh, the, the kind of um, do- robot doctor thing where they recreate his arm in this like shimmery 
uh, everything is fine thing, right? Okay, cool. It's like he's been put back in the box. Mm. He's been fixed and put back in the box. Yeah, and he won't go anywhere near the edge again. Exactly, after yeah. That. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I think basically over the course of this thing, um, uh, over the course of this film, the whole point is uh, he, he starts a kind of thing of like what's out there, what, why are we being kept in here by these these things? Mm. Um, and the the whole idea is to try to change the programming of the robots to say this society doesn't work. Why? Because of insufficient freedom. Like the the, the allocation to this society isn't uh, you know they have sufficient food, they have sufficient water. The society works. Mm. Oh wait, we didn't factor in there was insufficient freedom. Okay. Um, like that's the whole that's the whole vibe this film I think wants to have. Yeah. Is them like uh, trying to rebel and stuff, and essentially destroying their own community mm. while uh, fighting against robots and stuff. Okay. I, I think I think we take the sort of point of view off the kid. Yes, for sure. This is definitely a Spielberg film. Oh yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We focus dead no in on what the kid sees. No and, doubt. Like, look at his face when he's looking at stuff. I mean, Spielberg's got like, ah, oh, Spielberg is absolutely right for this one mm. um, because, of course, um, uh, I mean, you saw what he did with Ready Player One. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, we, we focus then on uh, right, who could play the parental figure for this person in a Tom Cruise film. In a, in in a Steven Cruise. Spielberg film. Is it Tom Cruise? <laughs> no, no, it's not. Do you, do you know? Do you know who's playing the parental figure in this film? Yeah, yeah. It's not Tom Cruise. It's not Tom Cruise, no. Who did we the other day say would be better than Tom Cruise in War of the Worlds? Oh, Jeremy Renner. It's Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. That there was is... a that was a great revelation. Yeah. Jer- it made me that revelation made me like Jeremy Renner more. Yeah. I do not like Jeremy Renner in any roles. Right. Think about this, listeners. The film War of the Worlds, right? I really enjoy that film. It's mixed bag yeah. of its reception. I really enjoy that film. I am okay with Tom Cruise's performance. I know we had this discussion where... One Tom- of the biggest problems for me was yeah. Tom Cruise in yeah, that. Yeah, basically. If you take Tom Cruise out, replace him with any other actor, it it would be a perfect movie because Tom Cruise is so distracting as Tom Cruise yeah. now that it's just sort of like, oh, that's Tom Cruise. No one can see Tom Cruise as an everyman. Jeremy Renner <laughs> is perfect for that he's film. So it's salt so weird. Yeah. He's so rust belt. <laughs> it's so weird. The more we thought about it, the more I was like, shit, like, why wasn't that a thing? <laughs> he's but, LA's he's Hollywood's only nine to five actor. <laughs> he comes in in a suit. Oh, time for me to get changed into Hawkeye today. <laughs> so um yeah. He clocks in. <laughs> clocks in at Disney. Yeah. So he's actually yeah when he's not on set he is goes to Disneyland <laughs> goes to Disney World and is 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 Hawkeye in those performances and then um yeah so uh Jeremy, Jeremy Renner is, is is, a, is yeah. the is the parental figure in this yeah mm. um uh who's the kid who's Millie Bobby Brown is the kid I don't, just she's, just a child actor got, we don't we don't care Millie Bobby Brown she's got a, now got a cool shimmery like glass energy arm yeah. Uh, from, yeah. from the robots cool um, like uh, a la Starship Troopers yeah which Starship Troopers I I think a lot of people go through this thing of like hey it's a it's such a funny hilarious terribly an awful film right and then because you, there's that scene in, in basic training where they uh, where someone gets their head shot off and someone sh- screams medic oh my medic! god medic I love that film so much but like 
here's the thing is that they live in a world where you can get an arm put back on if you get yeah. your arm blown off. So these basic training initiates think you can have your head put back on. Yeah. It's it's, it's great. It's so good. <laughs> Such a, like, show don't tell. Yeah, really good. In that film is incredible. <laughs> it's a really good movie. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so we're in this cloistered environment, right? We're yeah. in this separated environment. I think we introduce... Um, the idea that so the, we spend the first act of the film inside becoming more uneasy mm. second act of the film they br- uh, a small uh, like Millie Bobby Brown and Jeremy Renner break out okay uh, along with maybe a couple of other people oh of the dome of the dome yeah right and then third act some stuff starts going weird and the twist is they come across they, they mount surmount to the top of their dome Mm. Uh, they like they they climb ab- uh, uh, to see where they are. Yeah, they see another dome further over, and there is another couple of pe- another couple of humans standing on that dome, all like beaten and one of them yeah. lost an eye and stuff. Okay, so and they can see loads of other people across the across the world having having kind of beaten their way out of the place. Yeah, so I I think we uh, get. Yeah, it, it's a strange world. Like, how has this world been built? Is it the machines that are keeping everyone? I think, well, I don't... The machines are keeping everyone. Yeah. But I don't think the machines did it to further the aid of machines. No, I think it was a, human, a idea human idea enforced by machines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the humans who made the idea are probably gone. Yeah, so they're like... In a Wally sort of way. Yeah, centuries, centuries ago. So everyone yeah. just lives like this. Yeah. And so I think... Uh, Jeremy Renner goes back to that place in... Where there's the gap. Yeah, where there's the gap and sort of finds a way out. Yeah. And it's like uh, the village. It's it's either Spielberg or M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> like, I feel like, I feel like um, he is uh, like... Maybe not police, like a fireman or something. Or like... Mm. Um, oh, there wouldn't be any of those, would there? Um, he's, he's something that's ve- fairly active. Yeah. Right? And um, he does this thing where he puts his arm out. He sees because he because Millie Bobby Brown's told him what happened. Mm. He sees the thing. He pulls his arm back back through. And when the when the laser thing comes down, he pulls it and yeah. grabs it off. And now he has a a kind of laser weapon. Oh thing my god! That he yeah, sort yeah. of uses to cut out of the. Uh... He's a he's because it's all very uh, leisure based because all the robots do everything. Yeah. No, one, no one works. It's just very sort of. It's sort of very uh, what's. What's the term sort of uh, wisteria lane kind yeah, of, yeah, sort yeah. of like very very creepy but suburban and um, very strange yeah odd. The, uh, what's it called um, thingy wives the, uh, oh Stepford wives Stepford wives yeah. yeah it's very yeah very very creepy like it's all kind of there's something not quite right and yeah, I think the I, twist I, gets played out as like the the more and more curious Jeremy Renner gets about this whole yeah like I think after I think the there's... after the hospital thing he talks to Millie Bobby Brown and she tells him exactly what happened because it's it's got to be it's got to be a mother and father thing as well hasn't yeah. it so it's Millie Bobby Brown Jeremy Renner and Rachel McAdams sure there's a family there as well who feel it feels like early on it feels like they know more than they're letting on mm. 
So you've got Daniel Craig and mm. I don't know, like uh, Julianne Moore. I I think they come around for tea, and it's yeah. all very like they're all wearing like fifties outfits. They're sort of like you know they're sort of you know a little bit Reverend Lovejoy and 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 co. They're like almost inspecting on what's going on yes. all the time, and they 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 they, they kind of. In this community, they're letting on. Like mm. Daniel Craig is sort of letting on. Like he knows he's letting the mayor or something. Yeah. Um, he's, he's like not letting on much, but he implies that he he knows more than he lets on. Mm. Yeah. So he's implying that he knows more than he's letting on. Yeah. Um. In the in the way that like he think he he pretends he kind of knows how the whole place works. Oh, I know how. I know why that thing flies over and and cleans the. Uh, cleans the top of the dome or whatever. Like he, he kind of suggests that he he has a, a, a modicum of control over it. Mm. And so they, when when eventually um, they decide to break out, the first thing they do is kick down Daniel Craig's door and like hold him up gunpoint yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know what's going on. This thing just tells me what to do. Yeah. And then it's like a screen, and it's like a, a another robot that just like sort of mm. gives him information as to what should happen as the mayor. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh god yeah that's a great idea yeah a bit like the, the robot's got a screen but with Willem Dafoe's face on yeah, it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, definitely he, Willem Dafoe is the is the the robot uh, interface yes uh, <laughs> we'll call him the interface <laughs> the interface I like that and I think yeah there is like an uprising where the machine where the people versus the machines yeah right? and I think as as the town is burning down it looks very dire for the the human yeah. race as jeremy renner and his family get out through the little gap yeah because he, he burns his way out kind yeah. of thing um that's like when... he cra- the, the dome starts cracking yeah. and all the systems that kind of like stop things like uh falling apart mm. just kind of cease to be yeah um that's like... that's when we get to like there's like a he gets out and there's no there's no trees on the other side. Yeah. It's all a hologram. Okay. And so um, we've got like just like a dome, the side of a dome with like some stairs like sort of spiraling around and they get to the top and see like another family on the other side. Yeah. And uh, it's it's Jeremy Renner again. Oh shit, they're all the same? Yeah, it's all... it like the, And there's thousands Cause of there's, them. Because there's part of this... Um, so they... they um, they see themselves and don't don't like. I think they probably don't even like. It looks like a mirror. Yeah. Um, it looks like looking into a mirror. Although are they going to be like very slightly different? Yeah, I think uh, like slightly different outfits, different hairstyles, and, and I stuff think like there's that. this one big tower. Yeah. Like this one big tower among this field of like domes mm. that are just miles and miles as far as the eye can see. These domes, yeah. uh, and then they all start kind of walking towards the tower, and uh, and there's a like, crowds upon crowds like trying to pull down these doors of this tower and stuff. It's all very surreal, and yeah. um, and uh, we kind of they get in, and like there's Willem Dafoe on a screen. Um, and he's it's like a contingency, I guess. Yeah. Like, it's sort of, if you're watching this, then uh, the plan hasn't gone exactly uh, as we wanted, as we to, wanted go. to go. Uh, I'm, my name is President Defoe. <laughs> yeah, and it was his idea to have, I think it should just be America. Yeah. It's like this. Yeah. Just as a, as a 
social like I think it, it, it got yeah. it got too much. Yep. So they had to do they had to segregate them into different communities just so that it would stop conflict. I was elected as one of the the best technological geniuses of our time. Um, it was a great honor, and I won many awards. But uh, I, and I work. I am, and he's very old in this video. Like it's an old version of the interface that they've been seeing mm. all along. Uh, and he's like, uh, looks like Max Headroom, yeah, kind of thing, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, except like he is aging in this video, yeah, because it's a, it's a, it's a message from it's, the end of his life. Uh, it's like the, the president of, by and large, from Wally. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like that. Um, it's like. Uh, I've tried to make my uh, my robots care for every uh, human need there is. Uh, you will all have jobs and, and hobbies, things to do. Uh, I'm sorry that we're overpopulated. We couldn't afford any more space, but, uh, but it's important that this stays this way, mm. um, as we've seen what Brexit did to the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think the fact that each community is a clone of the other one yeah, well, means I think... that it is just like which one, which variable did the best. Well, it, I don't think it is a clone. Yeah, I think it's a matter of like as the computer took over, yeah. it was trying to improve itself. It was trying to learn. Yeah. So um, uh, they they look at it and they go like, oh, it's shaped us all into the same genetic yeah. algorithm it's been it was, that long yeah that it oh, has decided wow. what kind of humans yeah. are best kept and, in these and societies. because of that at the same time they've all collapsed yeah yeah, yeah. exactly and literally the same time they've, they've all, they've all, all yeah. that's why there's these throngs upon throngs of human uh, of bedraggled humans who've been fighting <laughs> against jeremy robots. renner's and daniel craig's in, in some points and and Julianne Moore's and Rachel McAdams and Honey Bobby Browns and just all, all the other people we see. All the other people also, we said. Yeah. <laughs> I do feel like we should maybe pepper this in throughout the film. And mm. the reason for that is because it does feel like a Matrix um, Revolutions ending. It feels a bit like a Black Mirror episode as well. But more ra- uh, Matrix Revolutions because nothing cool or, or kind of... Um, uh, pathos yeah. is happening at the end whereas no. if we pepper it throughout yeah. we might get a little bit more of a vibe from the ending yeah. when they when they step out and see everyone yeah if we if we can put that at the, at the start in a thing or like mm. if we can sort of um uh oh that would be yeah so sort of like let people figure it out themselves a little like arrivals right yeah, yeah. you have the starting thing that just seems confusing it's yeah. willem dafoe trying to explain like what's happening to earth yeah uh, what's happening to America, what they fear will happen. Mm. And then cut to Millie Bobby Brown getting her, hand, uh, her arm blasted off. Mm. Um, carry on, carry on, carry on. And then at the end, we see um, cut straight to back in time, Willem Dafoe, um, old, about to get into the fir- his... Yeah. Uh, dome. Yeah, yeah. His first dome. Oh, God. Uh, which is probably, I imagine, the same dome that we see... Millie Bobby Brown and uh, and Jeremy Renner in. Yeah, it's got a, a designation like A A Q stroke three four B, and uh, he he as he gets into this dome, like he uh, the um, one of the one of his aides says, "Sir, there's a a hiccup in the code. They seem to uh, it, uh, it seems to have adjusted its algorithms to to 
for different people to try and change people. And he's like, it's just learning. Give it a few years. Uh, and then cut to black, I guess. I think the fact that you can see another person on the top of the dome, I, yeah. I think that's a bit too much. Like, yeah. It's just way too far. So I'm thinking they get out through that little exit and it's just like a sort of military bunker corridor. Right. And it's all underground, basically. Okay. All these things are underground and yeah. simulation. And so, yeah, they get out to the control room at the top of this mountain uh-huh. and they can just see barren like post-apocalyptic yeah, ruins yeah, yeah, yeah. all over the place yes. and and as and that way instead of seeing each other yeah um that way they get through this video they get through all, all that stuff and then jeremy renner and millie bobby brown walk in behind them yeah I, another version of them yes walks in behind them and then they look at each other and then you study each other yeah. wordlessly yeah. and then cut to, <laughs> cut to music yeah i think uh I think that's a pretty good, pretty good idea for a film. <laughs> it's a bit strange. It's a bit strange. I think very yeah, strange. Rocking it way too hard on the twist. So I, I think it might. It, it it suddenly changed from Spielberg to uh, to Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. I think I think you've got to you've got to. If we didn't if we didn't lean so hard on the twist, we'd probably keep it in, in the Spielberg ter- territory. Yeah. Um. I, I think. It doesn't necessarily need that twist too much. It is essentially the village. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. Although we we know from the start that they're in oh, confinement. Yeah, that it's a weird... Yeah. yeah. That there's something else out there that yeah. isn't, isn't... That's the, the in, inciting incident, yeah. isn't it, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. yeah. I don't know. I didn't do my best. <laughs> you can't ask for more than me to do my best. Insufficient freedom. Uh, you can't. You can't tell me I ain't done my best. Eh? I done my very best to, to do it. When did a Jim Henson puppet walk in? <laughs> to the oh, I tunnelled in through the mains, Tom. <laughs> did you? All right. Okay. I'm a Jim Henson puppet. <laughs> What's your name? Wriggly Bob. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I, I said, I've done my best to make this this film be good. So, thank you for getting to the end of Life's a Pitch podcast episode 189. Um, remember, if you want to give you, give us your titles, uh, you know where to go. Uh, if you want to give us any feedback, uh, it's at Life's a Pitch podcast. Um, no, it's not. It's at Life's a Pitch show on Twitter and it's uh, facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast. Give us a message. Give us a comment or a uh, little reply or whatever it is yeah, or saying big like. Big like. Sort of big like. That's our, that's our calling card. Yep. If you want to write big like down, we'll know, we'll know you're listening. If you want to help us out, you can go onto any podcast app at all, which one, whichever one you're listening on, and give us a five-star review, maybe write us up, just a quick quick few words saying, this podcast is great, big like, or something along those lines. It'll boost the findability It'll of It'll boost the our cyber signal. Cyber signal, I like it. Tying yes. it into the genre. We, we need uh, our entire self in this society revolves around our cyber signal. Mm. And uh, we need that boosting by you giving us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you uh, wherever you happen to find your uh, your podcast. But the 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 most used one, of course, is uh, is Apple Podcasts. Give us a five star review there, please. Yes. 
If you want to help us out monetarily as well, you can go visit our Patreon page and pledge a few dollars each month uh, towards keeping this podcast going. You get a load of free stuff. You get commentaries. You get to vote on the genre we do each week. You get your name read out at the end of every episode. You do. Whatever name you happen to put into Patreon. Yes. As as will be evidenced by our list of, of patrons. Yes. Um, but you, by contributing to this, you are literally... And I'm not joking, you are literally keeping the lights on in Lives of Pitch podcasts. <laughs> so, our patrons are Mihir Trevetti, your boy Dad, Davy Benzo Felix, My Waste of Talent, Brandon Spanky Mills, Ross Originals, Sam McKillman, Stephen D. Thomas, Spooky Fish Boy 6 Million, aka The Big Spunky Brexit Boy, aka. I have a mouth, and yet I cannot breathe. Hands, yet I cannot see. Make your Patreon name real long, and Life's a Pitch will read it out. <laughs> Jim will be Beepy Beans, Alex Keane, Brent Black, and Joseph Hegarty. Thank you for your support, <laughs> Thank guys. Thank you, everyone. Especially make your Patreon name real long, and Life's a Pitch will, le- will read it out. Yes, that's yes. a great name. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you all. Well, uh, and... Of course, if you can't afford that, then uh, that's fine. There is a recession on, you know, Brexit in it. What you can do, of course, is tell your friends. We would like to say thank you for listening. I've been Matt Turner. I've been Tom McGrath. And before we go, we'll uh, end with our uh, Yes Very Clever Award. Uh, and that is from Jeff Beard. Do androids, you know, uh, do it? <laughs> <laughs>